Um, Dee, thanks so much for taking the time to do this. It is an absolute pleasure to speak to you, especially, you know, home stretch of a record release. So first things first, I just want to check in with you. How you doing? Oh, my goodness. It's uh, This being our first album release, it's, uh, it's a lot. Did not realize how much work it is to put a full LP out. Oh, my God. But feeling great and um, tired, but energetic at the same time. It's cool. It's, 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 it's this weird thing where I've never felt happier to be so tired. <laughs> it's a, it's a unique experience. Um, and are, are you alone in that mindset? What is the mood like in the Oxymorons camp right now? We're, we're extremely, we're super, super excited. Um, we've worked so hard to get here as far as just like being able to release a, a full length, a body of work that truly represents who we are and, and, and Melon and Punk and, it's just, it's, I would say the, the entire squad right now, it's just like, we're all going crazy. We're all like, we can't believe it. We've seen the physicals, like I've touched the vinyl, I've touched the CD. It's just like, it's, it's real. Oh, like, oh my God, this is real. And so we're so all super, super stoked, super excited. And yeah, we've just been torn our asses off too. So it's been good. It has been a pretty incredible 2023 as a whole. Now we're reaching the sort of latter end. Are you satisfied with what you've accomplished this year overall? Yeah, absolutely. From setting off the year and releasing Enemy literally in January and then heading on the road with Bad Omens, um, coming out to Europe, it's uh, it was incredible because as a band for us, overall, Europe was a thing that we we always feel like Europe and the UK, um, we do well. Um, we uh, the, and and we, we I don't know why that was like always the thing for us. And so when we got the opportunity to do it, when the, when the Omens reached out, we got the opportunity to do it, and we got to do it to, with them. At that was like the red carpet being rolled out. Like it was like <laughs> it was like yo, we came into Europe the best possible way you could come to Europe as a band for your first time. And it was it, 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 we were just ecstatic, and it was and it was crazy. So being a, this year alone, now we're looking at, hey, the album's now out, the, well, about to be out. We rolled all these singles out. We played all these shows. We did tours. We did our first headline tour. Um, we did that. That was awesome. And then touring with Corey and then Corey seeing us so much, he loved us enough to bring him out, to bring us out to Europe. It's like, that's been what 2023 has looked like. And we thought in 2022 was nuts. We played 200 some shows in 2022 and went crazy. We didn't think it could get, it could get better. It could get bigger, and it did. Um, so it's mind blowing to really be in this position. It is incredible. I almost have to ask, how the hell are you keeping your feet on the ground at the moment? Because it seems like you're just taking off. Um, it. You know, we're just here. We're 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 trying to be in the present. One of the things um we always do, just as a band in general, we tend to stay connected with each other and keep each other grounded as far as like um what's going on, uh how you, how how are you feeling about what's going on is one of the biggest things that we talk about. Like, okay, hey Maddie, um, how's it feel now being a drummer? What, 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 what are you still excited? Um, or are you overwhelmed? What's going on? And those and and those responses, we always check on each other in that kind of a way. And I think that's because um, band morale is something we highly focus on because you can't be a, you can't be a collective of brothers moving through this business and doing what we're doing without being heavily connected to each other. And so we make sure that's always intact.
That's good to hear. Um, from a fan base perspective, then the listener base has the hugely positive reaction to the singles that have been released so far from Melon and Punk kind of eased your mind as to how you expect the full thing to be received? Um, yes and no. I think, uh, I think because we were a Melon and Punk is, I, I wouldn't call it an extension because we definitely pushed a lot more boundaries and rounded out the sound. Um, it, uh, how Mohawks and Do-Rags were, was received a lot gave us a little hint into, okay, maybe we'll be accepted. And I just think also the world is ready overall from um, across the pond to the U.S. Everywhere is just ready for something a little different, something uh, mm. something new, um, uh, fresh takes on things. And so when we were creating this, um, we knew like, hey, this is what we wanted to offer to the world. And we knew it, for our, it was good. It's great. We love it. And that's all that really mattered. Um, how it's received is it, it obviously like bands who say, oh, I don't, we don't care. That's not true. Like, you know, like mm -hmm. we do care. You don't put something out into the world and not care about how it's received. That's not, that's, that's the BF, that's bullshit. Um, we, we just don't weigh, let it weigh in on how we feel about the project. That's all. We love how it's being received so far from the singles. We like, yeah, oh my God, this 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 uh, weird concoction of genres and how we like to, although heavily relying on hip hop and rock, um, is just it's just our little baby. And when you, mm. you put your baby out into the world and you hope everyone wants to play with them in the playground, and right now we're making some friends. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'm not going to describe that way. I love it. I love it. Um, we should say it is our October 20th, Melon and Punk, this Friday as of the time, recording via Mascot Records. Um, yes. How's it been working with them? Have they been super supportive of what you guys have done here? Um, yes, the label has been the label has been supportive of what we've been doing. Um, it, it, obviously, there was a transition and a curve as far as like where we were working with Rex um, into working with this now. Rex is uh, a shout out to Rex overall also. Um, Rex, we would not be here without Rex and Jason Allen Butler and um and the support they provided us earlier on. And to even get to a situation like a mascot, um, and mascot's been it has been great as far as like we we we're really learning the business. Um, the team is hands on with a lot of different things, and regardless of of whether we agree or not on ideas as far as label and artists, um, we always find a median and there's always synergy in the middle. And that's what I love, I love about it. We can bump heads, we can um we can be on the same page, all of it. It's like it's just an extension of the family that we already have here. So it's been awesome. Uh, good to hear, good to hear. So I want you to take me back to the kind of early days of the album's inception, specifically a vision. Did you have one and what did it look like? Um not. I don't think we particularly had, we had somewhat of a vision because the, the album is the soundtrack of who we are. So what we're giving you is the soundtrack of the lifestyle, the culture, who we are and what we bring. So that's, mm. that, that's always been like, I guess, I guess the overliner, that's always been the thing. Um, as far as now we always came in, like, what does that sound like? You know, what does, what does, what does for uh, kids of immigrants living in America uh, that are POCs, that love all genres of music what does that sound like um mm. and and okay cool and and so we decided to offer it um and why we chose to even come in when we were making the album name it's funny the very first song we worked on on the album um was melon and punk um and it's funny because uh we came up with the title and the song itself is just kind of angsty and kind of like 
aggressive and all over the place as far as like breaking like non-traditional punk structure and um, make instruction just general and then we realized that's what we wanted to offer and give to people um and and how were we going to tell the story so each song is telling a specific story and even from the character and the branding the character you see on the album cover or you've seen on on covers has been waving since enemy that's mel <laughs> mel that's ron mel he's the a poc punk rocker trying to find his way in the space and that's what the singles even the rollout of the singles were telling that story that's why enemies like hey we're not your enemies we're not here to, to do anything else but come in provide in the space and be accepted um and then you got last call him uh that that's mel waving through his alcoholic face because he's not really accepted he's starting to see the fallacies of the world and he's starting to see what's going on uh so mel goes through it's like i'm gonna punish myself face and then after that you get into graveyard words where where mel is now um uh, uh experiencing the power of words we're talking about what you say can get you into trouble what did it do? because there are words thrown at us all the time that people have no clue like what they're saying to us or what it means of what they're saying mm -hmm. and the, the 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 implications that come with that um and then from there we wave into look alive which is the 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 it, it, it kind of culminates and it's like all right mel mel understands now he's gone through the wave he's gone through everything and he knows he not only has a space but he wants to be uplifting and bring everyone else with him and that's what look alive does um, and then the rest of the, the, the songs in the album kind of round out this story and the present, representation of this character that's representing POCs being in the rock space um, and given to you in this frame, in our frame, in our light. Um, we chose Melon and Punk not just because of the obvious, because we're a Black man, but we chose Melon and Punk because Melon is also with everyone. It's in every single human being. And we, we, we talked about that during the rollout of Graveyard Words when we started putting the periodic table code for melanin on things and allow people to realize that it's in every single person breathing. So what, as much as the world tries to separate us, we have a lot more in common than we do that divides us. And that's the message behind Melanin Punk. Do you, do you feel like those who are coming to you brand new, this might be the first thing they've ever heard from you, um, particularly as it gets spread across the world a bit wider, do you think you're going to quite enjoy surprising people that there is this much depth to your music, that there is this much thought behind lyrical content to the stories that are being told and so on? Yes, absolutely. Like, I, I hope, hopefully it translates and it's been translating so far. We've done a pretty good job of, of pu putting it across and also during a live show, talking about it, having discussions and telling the stories. Um, yeah, that that was that was the point. I think um, a lot of the times because mainstream media pushes art in a very particular way that um, the meanings get lost in translation. Um, a lot of songs have meaning and, and there's a lot of artists, there's a lot of us out here just, just that aren't just pumping music out uh, just for uh, commerce. Like we're here, mm -hmm. we're here, we want to actually offer something that um, can connect with people. And that's why we, uh, you alluded earlier, how, how do we feel? We feel ecstatic because this is our offering. This is, we we are now cemented in, in the fabric of music forever. And that means so much to us as a band. And it's you, it represents you. But I have to ask then, did you have any creative lines in the sand for yourselves? You go into this plan, this, vis this vision that you've got, and you're kind of saying, let's show everyone who we are. But that could be so wild. Yeah, so what creative good. lines? No lines, man. How we create is if it sounds good, it feels good, it is good. There is no line. That's why the songs kind of mimic uh, the, the the album itself is as if like you sat. We wanted it to feel like as if like you sat uh, with your you made your own playlist 
and you put it all in because this is oxymorons, bro. There's, there's really no rules. You never know what you're going to get. And, and anything is possible as long as it sounds good, it feels good, it is good. That's our rules. That, that's the only – in any creative process – that's what we go for. We do what's best for the song, and then and we and we and we put it out and let people and we just let people enjoy it, man. And however you interpret it, we tell people that however you interpret it is how you interpret it because music is subjective in that kind of a way. Like how it connects with you is how it's going to connect with you. We can't control that. All we can control is what what the message we want to send out, and I think we're doing that. And if the end result is um, people are loving it, then you know that's that's a mission accomplished alone there. <laughs> Talk to me, though, about challenges, specifically some aspects of creating the record across all areas that you personally found quite challenging. Um, I think the, the most challenging part of creating this record, I think, um, was time. Um, we did take our time with, uh, with, with the music as far as we stretched it out. We started working on some of these songs um, uh, before the year even began or before mascot was even involved or any of that stuff um we knew we wanted to release an album um it was it was just time because we we didn't realize like touring while working on a full-length album is insane and then mm. you know, if you tag in the amount of touring we were doing it's insane so that's that's kind of like this new life that we live because we sat and we did when we created uh, mohawks and durags it was during the pandemic and we uh we had moments just to sit with it. We really sat and like did that. Whereas this one was a lot more on the fly. Um, it was a lot of just pinging back and forth. We spent a week, we spent time, a lot of time in LA. I lived in LA um, and then literally moved back literally this July. Um, so I'm back in New York now. So it was just really, really the biggest hurdle was, was just time because when it comes to creating our music, we don't run into too many hurdles because we allow it to be free. Um, when you come in with a preconceived notion of what something is going to be, that's where you run into the brick walls of, hey, um, I need this to be this. And if it's not naturally happening, if the universe isn't aligning at that moment, then um, you'll try to force it. As humans, it's what we do. We try to force it. But for us, we just like, nah, like even in some of the sessions, it's funny, Look Alive is a, a funny session from that because it was like, oh, we were working on one song. And it just wasn't like, it just wasn't happening. We're just like, what's going on? Most would try to force, come back. What we did was we literally left the entire song. I can't even remember what the song was going to be at this point oh. or any of that. And we said, let's start something from scratch. <laughs> and that thing from scratch four hours later was Look Alive. <laughs> so, oh. Yeah. So it's things, it's, it's things like that and that nature. That's why we don't put walls. I think the fact we don't create with walls allows you to create something new. It allows you to be free. And we're very free with our expression. It must have been, as it came together, as the album started to really come together, it must have been incredibly satisfying. So on that note, from your own personal perspective, the entire process again, what were some of the more creatively satisfying moments for you? Uh, um, oh, there's a yo, there's a couple. I'll give you a couple because it was awesome. Um, one really good creative satisfying moment was uh we had uh there's a song on there with um with an artist called Canner. And Canner, she's an amazing writer. Like she's amazing writer, singer, artist, friend. She's incredible. And she also writes a lot. She's on, uh, I would say, I, I I'll speak graciously because she's the homie, but I would say, and I could probably be challenged on this. But I would say she's probably right on 70% of, of everything that comes out for rock music. 
like she's she's insane on on that level of like she's in every room she's a, she lives in LA she's in Nashville writing nonstop like she's just and we went in and we were working on the song called Rhea she's on the on on the, on, the, on the song Rhea and for instance Rhea is uh, another song that's riddled with a message and it's kind of people don't get it um well people don't if you don't immediately see it it's somewhat hidden um cuz Rhea is a is 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 a is a story that's told a million times in hip hop but we wanted to put a rock perspective to it and also change the perspective to it at all. It's the story of the drug dealer. It's told a million times, but our version of it is from the perspective of a woman. That's what it is. It's the female drug dealer. It's not the male drug dealer. It's not um, that side of the story. So when we were coming in and we were telling this, Canner knew exactly what we wanted to do. And when she can, she helped us, she co-wrote the chorus and helped us come in and deliver these, those, those, it was just insane when she delivered it. So we were blown away by how the record came out, how the song came out. And we're just like, this is incredible. And then another instance is uh, another instance was uh, getting Kid Bookie on Head for the Hills. Um, we were already we were already cool. We were always always chopping it up on Instagram, stuff like that. And we had uh, finally like actually met each other on the Bad Omens tour. Um, and in Bristol, actually, yeah, in Bristol. And uh and 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 we, and we were like, yo, we gotta do something. We gotta do something together. We gotta do something together. And we're like, word. So when we came back to the states, we we're starting to round out the album. And I remember just going like, yo, yo, we wanted a feature on Head for the Hills because we felt like there was a moment. And in fact, we were gonna give it to Bobby Villain. That's what was gonna happen. It was Bobby Villain. Mm. Bob, yeah, yeah. Bob Villain couldn't make the feature happen in enough timing. Um, so we were just like, yo, we did want to cut something with Kid. I wonder if he would even want to be on this record, like this, because oh, he had that. He got the energy for the record. And we were just like, and I was like, you know what? He said anything just hit him. So we hit him. No lie, that man got that verse done so quickly. Oh my goodness, he sent it back. And we were just like, what? It was incredible. It was more than we could ever ask for. And we all immediately lit up and knew that, yo, we got something here. This is incredible. This is dope. And Kid Bucky came through. It, it's it's really, if I could say what happened really, really well with that album is features, man. All our all the features we wanted, everyone we wanted to um work with, it kind of like it came to life. Um, some fell through that we worked on earlier on, and we're like, oh, that didn't, that wasn't able to um to come to life, which will come to life on an on album too. But mm. the ones, the ones that actually, yeah, we we were already working on that. Oh my god, we're nuts. And the ones that uh happened on this album like Hyrule. Oh my God, Hyrule with Mike Shinoda Flow. Another another song that I hope people really connect with because it's Mike Shinoda Flow is the most hip hop leaning song on the entire album. And it's done that way intentionally. Um we intentionally wanted to showcase lyricism um because it's in, in rock music it's somewhat of an art form that's kind of looked down upon. It's kind of seen easy. And it's like no it's actually not easy when you're doing it proper and you're dropping mm -hmm. triple entendres and the way we, and the flows and the and how we're doing it it's actually not easy at all it's actually a very it's just as talented as being able to sing or being able to scream which we do with them all we can do i can do all three um, <laughs> so it's like let's let's really put this into perspective and let's um put a little bit of respect on hip-hop's name and understand it is an art form and the reason why it's here i know it's shunned a lot in rock um, but there's a reason why at one point it was the biggest genre in the world. Um, that's that that's what happened. So it's all good. Um, but yeah, that those are those moments in the album that kind of highlight me highlighting just kind of just yeah, this out just recording a full length. It's such a process. It's awesome. And I'm trying to like think back 
to all the things and where we were when this song was written here yeah. and this story. And Mike Shinoda, funny, the name of this track is Homage to Hip Hop and all that, but the title came because we wrote it on his birthday. And that and Lincoln Park, one of our favorite bands. It's stuff <laughs> like that. Like <laughs> so there's cool little things in that, like that people don't even know. Like, like, yeah, these this album has so much messaging behind every single song they're fun they're exciting but they also tell you stories well i'm glad as well you brought up the collaborations you know you pretty much run through them all you know i want to give a shout out to as well the kid bookie is one of the most talented artists out there and an absolute oh machine um, <laughs> agreed <laughs> but um you, you know this teaming up with other artists helping each other out is this important to you as a group kind of because it's very difficult in the music world and all genres and all styles to make any kind of name for each other so you kind of see it as a as helping each other out pulling each other up as it were yeah absolutely um um it was somewhat also intentional to work with um um and collab and collaborate with artists of color and artists of different sexual orientations all these things just to as a band, we know what we represent, um, the message and what we're doing. And we say this all the time. That's why I'm like, it's just, we're just providing the soundtrack to this lifestyle and this message and stuff is bigger than us. This entire thing is bigger than oxymorons. It's, mm. um, we're just, we're just a vessel. We're part of the message and we're a vessel to carry said message. And so this is bigger than us. So yeah, when collaborating with other artists and connecting with these people and being able to share our art and share our energy and share our frequencies, it's um it, that that's the gift, man. That's that that's why you do this. Truly, I know you get. I know the money. The money's a pretty good byproduct. Can't lie. Pretty good byproduct. Yeah. But um, but why you truly do this is the impact that you have on the world and the impact you leave on people. And um, that's truly what we're set out to do. And collaborating with artists is a real big way of doing that. And like you said, it's it's, it's really difficult because we all want to do it. It's just oh, there's label things that come into play, and then there's this. There's, there's so much. If it was just art, you'd see it a lot more. That's the commerce keeping it from uh, getting to where it needs to go. One of the most appealing things, I mean, not just about the record, but about oxymorons in general, um, is your outlook. And it is when you talk like that and hearing what you're saying, but also listening and understanding that too. Um, so what would be a good measure of success for you when it comes to melanin punk? Um, It's... A good measure of success, Melanin Punk's main existence is successful. Um, I won't say the executive name, but I remember um, uh, it's one of my, uh, we had a lot of deals and we had a lot of options. And one of the executives that we were speaking to, um, he, he was honest and, 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 and he was honest about the mindset and the state of music um, as far as rock. And he was like, I do want to sign you guys, but do you know how difficult it is to break a, a black band in rock music? Uh. And, and and it was so it was so honest and i was like wow and then it was like that's the that anyone who takes this on that is the hurdle because it was it's seen that black rock music isn't commercially viable um mm -hmm. and i was like understood understood and in understanding that that's why the success of this album um the mere fact that it even came out the mere fact the way we're doing it and how we're doing it um the, the, the fact that it's even being presented to the world on the scale that it's about to be presented to the world is it's successful of its own. Um, if just one band sees this and that was thinking about creating music, um, but know the barriers that come for people like us, um, and they decide like, hey, they see themselves, that's a win. Because that's what this world is, man. We tend to not try things or think things are impossible because we can't see ourselves in the people that are doing it. Um, and that's why imagery 
it matters so much um, and representation matters. People think representation matters on a level of like where, oh no, no, you get inspired when you see someone that, hey, that could be me, that yeah. statement right there. So we're providing that. And anytime we get a chance to provide something like that, that's what makes this album successful. This album's gonna be, um, it's not streaming, it's not none of that. It's just the impact it's going to have on um, uh, um, heavy, whatever you want to call it, guitar-driven music is a better term, guitar-driven music. What it's going to do for guitar-driven music is going to, it's going to, it's going to be great. And, and it, regardless if we sell 100 copies or if we sell a million, um, as long as it impacts one person. We, 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 and I know that sounds cliche. People say stuff like that, but we truly do mean it because we don't, I don't know where this is going to go. This is, this could be a home. You could be talking to me at the Grammys next time, or this could be like, <laughs> never heard of that man again. It could go, <laughs> it could go either way, but we did. We set out to do something that's so different that we were, that we were told along the way in various times that this would never work and who we are, what, what it is. And so to be actually commercially releasing something that sounds, feels, and is this, that's a, that's a win in itself. How the hell did you manage to stay positive when you are being told and doors are being shut and you're being said, oh, this isn't commercially viable and this isn't and that isn't. I mean, how the hell do you keep going? That feels like it would just end a lot of bands before you even get started. Um, uh, our love for music and discipline and consistency. Um, we're, we're that, I live by that mantra. In fact, for probably, I would say, if you followed me long enough, I'd probably say for the last 60 years, that's the first thing I post every day on social media when I wake up. It's just a post that says just, it's just the term discipline and consistency. Um, that's what gets you through when life decides it's going to shit on you. Um, and the discipline is, hey, push through, you know, and, and just because you just know, stay disciplined in what your beliefs, stay disciplined in who you are. Um, that, that, that in any challenge in life, that's the, the most difficult thing to do is to stay disciplined and stay consistent. Um, and so what we decided is we were going to lean on each other. We do. We lean on it. Was just, this last talk was nuts. More, uh, more van issues than we've ever had in, ever. We felt like we were like going through the gauntlet. We felt like, okay, you can have no issues for two years and the universe decided to give us all of them all at once. <laughs> and we were just like, you know what? This could be worse. And also, let's just be honest here. Um, no matter how you frame this, um, we're getting to do what we love for a living. Um, not many people get to do that. Let's just keep things into perspective. And, and, and this is all entertainment, um, entertainment with very real messaging, but it's entertainment and it's a privilege. It's an absolute mm -hmm. privilege to be able to do this because unfortunately the way the world is designed, not many people get to do what they love. And just being able to do what you love, that's sometimes, and it's not easy. We have our days. I have my days where I like, I hate this and I'm, and I'm struggling and it's, and it's, mm. and it's, and it's, and it's the worst. And, and what are we doing? What did I do? Am I an idiot? What the, we really came out here and thought we were going to be big. And like, what do, why take, why choose this fight? And out of all fights, we could do a whole, we could be doing a lot of other stuff. <laughs> why this? And it's because it's what we love. And mm. to be able to be able to do that, um, in the, in the smallest sense or the largest sense, it's a blessing, straight up. That's just no matter. And I try to remind myself of that every day. Well said. Um, and the last couple of years speaks volumes about your work ethic and the expectation. I'm not even going to ask you to tell me what plans are in place or things like that because it's all out there and more will come. But I am going to say this. It's just the start, isn't it? 2024 <laughs> is just, oh. again... <laughs> 
we're just getting warmed up. Um, 2024 is going to be amazing. You know the tours are coming. 1020, Melon and Punk. That shout out to Corey Taylor. That man is amazing. Like literally has been pretty much a best friend since we've toured. Like it's just been, I, that's another thing. Just all, everyone we've toured with, all of these, all these acts that we grew up listening to um, and just getting to have conversations with them or um, or them saying, hey man, like what you're doing. It's mm-hmm. really, really dope. That's so gratifying. Like from Caleb, from Beartooth, like from all these, like just all these acts, uh, Randy from Lamb of God, like all these people who have just shared positive uh, notes. Uh, P, the, the POD guys, everyone just—it's been insane. A lot, a one that a lot of people don't know is Nonpoint Elias. All the all yo, it's been so many people have showed us so much love that we didn't think we were gonna get. And so, like, super. There's so much gratitude for this album. There's so much gratitude for what's going on. And shout out to rock and metal music for being a lot more accepting than I ever thought it would be. Yeah, it's in a better place these days than it was for a long, long time. Still a lot of work to go. Still a lot of work to go in certain areas. But hey, we'll take positives out of anything negative. And ultimately, the um, as incredibly uh, positive the year has been for you so far, the best is still yet to come. Mullen and Punk, October 20th via Mascot Records. Um, I I don't want to do any bold predictions here, but it is going to absolutely blow up. Uh, D, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Thank you. Appreciate you, man. For real. Have a great one. And we'll talk soon. Thank you very much for watching. If you'd like to see more content like this, please consider hitting the subscribe button. It is gratefully appreciated. You can find us over at GBHBL.com, our full website, where reviews, news, and so much more goes up daily. We're also on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, threads, at GBHBL. Just search for GBHBL and you will find us out there. We also have merchandise on sale. You can access the shop via the website.